Marcus. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Hey, hey, you like movies? Yes, I do. Uh, Zebras in America podcast episode fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. I went to PS fifty-eights. That was in Carroll Gardens, Cobble Hill. I went to Amherst Regional High School. High schools. No. You got to pluralize it, dog. For you, you mean? For everybody. No, there's just one high school in Amherst. No, in New York City, one. you pluralized the school you went to. Oh, fair So enough. if you went to 58, you went to 58s. Oh, okay. So what school did you go to where you were the discus man? Amherst Regional High Schools. Exactly. Amherst Regionals, you could say. The Hurricanes. Okay, should we do some housekeeping or go straight into the basic no, of the episode? No, get the housekeeping. All right. Uh... Housekeeping. Uh, hi, Doug. Marcus, you ever smoke PCP? Nope. All right. Javier, sorry for snitching on your DM. Moving forward, any DM sent to me will not be released on the Twitter cast. However, if you send us emails, we will read emails. Because that was a promise I made to y'all. So, got one from Jacob Rivera. Entitled, Keep Up the Good Podcast Talk. All right. Hey guys, thought I'd drop you a line since you mentioned nobody emails you for the podcast. We were thirst trapping. I fell behind recently but caught back up but still enjoy the podcast and think I'm very close to the PayPal offer you have to talk about a movie of my choosing. I'm sure I'll do it a few times. I'm sorry to hear that you got laid off, Scott, but I know you'll land on your feet. You seem to have a great life partner and congrats on the engagement. Marcus, you seem like you're in a much better place after a rough 2017. It was great to meet you last year and see the grandma's boys kick butt. Both of you stay strong, stay positive, and keep your heads up. Anyway, love the show, the guests, the interviews, the random but related conversations, and your dynamic. Smoke some PCP. Later, Jacob Rivera. All right, Jacob. I hope you visit New York City sometime soon. Yes, grandma's boys was the trivia team that both of us were part of last year. Jacob, too. Yes. He He said thank you. No, but the way he said, shout. I'm just giving to the, the listener. Voice. I'm just gets living, giving the listeners context. That's what I was doing before I put a period on what I was saying, and you started talking. It's okay, you know. <laughs> no, it's not. But go ahead. That's no, all right, dude. So, thank you, Jacob. And if you listen to last episode or this week's episode, if you PayPal me ten dollars, we will make an episode dedicated to a film of your choice. That's right. We're thirst trapping, son. Melissa Silvestri, from our first email, wrote another email. Okay. Marcus and Scott, I enjoyed listening to this week's podcast and got into the part when you guys talked about Hal Hartley movies. I am from, I am from Long Island, like him, and got into his films when I was a teen, volunteering at an art house theater that had a large VHS library of art house movies that they let me borrow from, one of them being Trust. Bam. Yeah. I adored the film and felt very touched by it as an off-kilter, dark romantic comedy set among my hometown areas. I fell for Adrian Shelley and followed her career up to being devastated by her sudden deaths and on the cusp of her mainstream breakthrough with Waitress. I wrote about a memorial garden ceremony dedicated to her in 2009. Side note, I read that article. It was lovely and briefly met Hartley, though all I did was express my appreciation for their films together and my sorrow for his loss and left him alone after that. I also liked The Unbelievable Truth a lot when I saw it at BAM a couple years ago 
and really liked Amateur as an oddball, artsy, New York, French kind of movie. Side note, is it Amateur or Amateur? It's Amateur. Amateur. That's so, how he's always said it. Like, you know, hey, Amateur. Though I haven't seen it in nearly 20 years, so I can't judge how it's held up now. I didn't like Henry Fool as I found it boring. <gasps> so did I. But it spawned a trilogy and I haven't seen his later films. Oh, if you didn't like Henry Fool, damn. No, I but actually... You never know. I said this before. I like I liked the third Henry film the most. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, it's the middle. The middle one is the Super Mario the middle, Brothers 2. The middle the one is, is, is how you'd say middling. Yeah. I like it. It's the middle child. I like it, but I don't like it. But I like it. It's like weird. Like what the fuck? I don't want to say anything bad about how hard. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm, I'm saying talking about it's myself. Weird. Oh, I'm I hear you. I don't. Yeah. Uh, are you mad at me? No. Okay. And I liked Henry Fool, but I just understand the the idea that it could be boring. Sure. Also, Ask Me Anything was a pretty good movie. Bam! That was the movie I was saying with Christian Slater that I really think you should see because okay. I like it. And so does Melissa. Also, Ask Me Anything was a pretty good movie and very different from what I expected. The marketing made it look like a sex comedy, but it felt deeper than that. It was much more serious and complex and had a very interesting turn of events that I didn't predict at all. Mm-hmm. There's some foreshadowing for you. Okay. Uh, the movie that we're going to talk about today, mostly that we just got out of seeing, Hereditary, had some f- foreshadowing as well. Best, Melissa. Melissa, what can I say? You write awesome emails, and we thank you for your support. Okay, and our last email of the day from Tristan Lofting. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thanks for the shout-out on episode 57. I think you guys said my name three times. I finally subscribed to Movie Pass, even if I end up seeing only five movies a month because hardly anything good plays here. It will still be worth the subscription price. I agree. I saw Hereditary on Movie Pass. Zebras nice. in America could be brought to you by Movie Pass if you're listening. Movie Pass, y'all be sponsoring a lot of movies. You could sponsor us. Thanks for all of your hard work on the show and for voicing your opinions. Take care, Tristan. Thank you, Tristan. Nice, Jacob, we, Melissa, Tristan. Thank you. Thank you all. We will never not voice our opinions. That is all we have. All right. So Speaking of opinions, seriously. Uh, spo- there will be spoilers for the film Hereditary. Yes. I don't want to parse my tongue. No. Pause. Yeah, just it's in not case. Fun. Yeah. I just like. So you and I just went to see the film Hereditary. You did. What the fuck? All in all, it was fine, and that doesn't mean like underwhelming. I'm talking speaking for myself. There were some really cool parts. Absolutely. Then, the, then there were just some other like, eh, okay, parts that to me just sums up to like it was fine. Yeah, so this is how I felt about it. The 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 grief horror aspect of it was very good. Mm-hmm. So okay. should we? I I was criticized about our podcast by my friend the other day that said sometimes we we make assumptions that people have seen the film when we talk about the film without giving a little backup. And while I was like fuck you, I didn't ask you for your opinion. I will let's give a little backup. Okay. Hereditary starts with a family bereaving the loss of of the of the of a mother or grandmother. Yeah. And on, on the mother's side. On the mother's side, it's hinted that there's like some shit going on. Just yeah, family stuff. Like she wasn't It's the the, the grandmother who passed away just seemed a little complicated yeah. in that there definitely seemed to be a not nice, unpleasant side to her. There's also seemed to be a caring side because she loved her youngest grandchild uh, in the form of uh, Charlie. 
Charlie, yeah. The, so, the so, little girl who so, does the clicking so the, noises. The mother, Tony Collette. Yeah. The father, Jeffrey Byrne. Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Byrne's uncle. Uh, in a very good performance. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two children. Yeah. Uh, and the younger one has some sort of some sort of developmental delay. Yeah. That's not gone into detail in the film. Sure. But she clicks a lot. She really likes candy. She she's super chill. Um, and allergic the, to nuts. She's allergic to nuts. And um, and there's and the son's just like a son. Yeah, he's ha- just like a high school or like high school like, kid. I, I I don't get the sense he's a bad student. No. Uh, loves his marijuana. Yeah. Has some friends and he seems. You know what stuck out to me? His character was one of those guys in high school who was just like there. Yeah. Like he's not on a sports team. Doesn't have a girlfriend, even though he has a crush on this one girl. He's not like popular, but he doesn't get like picked on and bullied. I feel like there's a lot of people in high school like that. That that prototype in high school doesn't always get touched on a lot. Where like high school kids who are just there. He has regular kids. Yeah, yeah. Not bad kids, not good kids. Yeah. Just like just like your regular Tom, Dick, and Harry. Sure. And so they're going through the loss of their of the matriarch of the family, and. The stuff about the loss, and then as I said, there's spoilers, um, and then and then the little girl dies, Charlie. Yeah, but like, and out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I, I really, because obviously, if you're listening to this, you, <clears throat> I'm assuming 90% of you know something about Hereditary, <clears throat> and the, the the young girl, the Charlie character, seemed to be like the biggest selling point in the movie. Yeah. Which is why I appreciated her death. Like I did not half, appreciate her death. I mean, I appreciated the balls to kill off a, a character like that so early on. It's like when Julianne Moore dies in Children of Men. Yeah. <laughs> Both in a car. Right. Or when the main character of the James Baldwin novel, Another Country, kills himself 100 pages in. Sure. And then you find out that the, realize that the book is just about the aftermath. Sure. Or, or, <laughs> or when that dude died in Game of Thrones. I don't the watch. Fir- I don't know anything. About uh, that. The first season, Jeffrey oh. Bean or whatever. Oh, okay. If you never read the books, or you pretended that you didn't learn about the books through reading Wikipedia, you were very surprised when he died because he oh, okay. was the star of the show. Oh, okay. But there's like mad seasons. Oh wow. Okay. And I wanted to talk about last yesterday, last yesterday's Westworld, but you told me off camera that it, that you didn't like it as much as I did. Th- this is true. I also need to watch it again. As I thought I have it was, with the last couple. So it's, it gave it was it gave a little insight into the Native American characters, sure. and there was just a lot of love and tenderness. And I wish the show was about him because it was the best episode of this season. Granted, this season has been different, as you said yeah. off camera, very Lostish. Yeah, which is a selling point for me because I love Lost. Uh huh. Um, and and I think what's interesting is that the two best episodes, in my opinion, of this season were both largely non-English speaking episodes. Oh yeah, Shogun World was Yeah, that uh, episode was fire. Sure. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I just really liked that episode and and it got me in my feels. I cried. I actually teared up a little bit watching Hereditary because even though it turns into like a, a horror film, yeah. There's also this this part of loss and losing of people. And there's this scene where Tony Collette loses it. And starts blaming a lot of shit on her son. Yeah. And and I just remembered how painful like certain fights would be with my mom after my father passed away oh, when I was yeah. sixteen. And sure. you just like sometimes you go to places that that you wish that you wouldn't go to, and 
but and there's this strange pain and cathartic part about it. Mm. Um, she did after Tony Collette lost it in that dinner scene where she kind of unloaded on her son. After she sat back down, she kind of gave like this low key sigh of relief. Like she looked a little more not completely at ease, obviously, but after she said it, there was a bit more. Uh, yeah, a little relief kind of lifted the, off her shoulders and her chest somewhat. The, the, the son knew that she wanted to say some shit. That too, yeah, and I mean, she, he, yeah, he goaded her into And saying. then she said some shit. Yeah. She said some shit that you don't walk away from easily. And yeah. I, I just, I felt that was very, one of the more human things. Yeah. The aspect of loss, how they dealt with loss in that movie was very good. Which yeah. is what is leading me to like the movie. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't also this is uh, early on in the movie we learned too I mean outside of the title that on Tony Collette's family side mental illness was a big deal her father was a schizophrenic who starved himself her brother killed himself um, yeah but, but like later into the movie around. you like you realize like that's not what happened to them yeah that's true basically the mom the, the mom was in some sort of magic cult yeah. Some Crowley and shit. And they're they're using they tried to use Charlie as a vessel to bring in some sort of demon lord, but it didn't work. So now they're using the sun and then all this crazy shit happens. Yeah. And and I'm not gonna lie, there the, like you and I were both looking at each other the last five minutes and like, oh oh, Rosemary's baby now? Well literally the la- damn near the last words spoken are the same in both movies, except instead of Hail Satan, it's Hail Payman. But both movies end with a chant that's damn near exactly the same, minus one word. And you know? rhymes, they rhyme. And rhyme, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I thought, I thought that this is like, this is what a dark song could have been, like if you, if you didn't have restraint. Yeah. Like, yeah. like. Dark Song is a movie about loss and magic on let's just throw in a, throw an imaginary budget of a million dollars which I think it was much less than that and Hereditary? Hered- no Are you talking about Dark, Dark Song? Song yeah yeah yeah, yeah sub yeah. sub one million dollar film yeah and w- with similar beats yeah the, the films had similar beats and then Hereditary was probably a 30 million dollar movie I don't know Something like I'm that. I'm gonna check. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think too, like Dark, a movie like Dark Song, which we both champion a lot uh, on our show, especially last year. I feel like that's a movie in terms of grief horror that gets right down to the um, to the nitty gritty. Whereas a movie like Hereditary had more time to play, where there were still early on. There's still early a on. Lot there's of, some. There's some touches. Yeah, yeah, but there's also a lot of. Again, only speaking for myself, just some unnecessary ten, ten million huh? ten million dollar yeah. budget. There's some unnecessary Spike Jones, Michelle Gondry, Charles Kaufman quirkiness dabbed in to Hereditary from like, oh, tiny furniture and tiny models and like the quirky little girl and like th- things like that. Not outright, but I think for those of you who've seen it, who are familiar with the names that I just, I think you will see where I'm coming from to, to, to some yeah, degree. Yeah, because at first you're like, why is this movie Tiny Furniture Meets The Shining? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, music-wise... Score-wise, very shining. Very, very shining. The From music like, was great. It was. A little more modern. There's some more, like, early 80s, early mid-80s Brian Eno-esque, just darker. But just, like, the blaring kind of, like, horns 
and stuff like that definitely reminded me of The Shining. Um, yeah, yeah, which is not to say that the movie is like completely reductive or der- derivative, because mm-hmm. it's not. I actually, you know, I thought it was, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, because we just got out of the movie like 10 minutes ago, I think it was great. I do. I just, I, I think it's getting, saying it's like the best... You know, they always call movies that aren't really horror movies the best horror movies of whatever. Like, like this is not really a horror movie. It's a grief horror... It's a grief supernatural film. A thriller, maybe. I don't I think... Or a suspense... I call it a horror. I guess. It's, you know, frailty, not a horror. Brilliant movie. Yeah. This... The, well, see, that's the thing. See... I get that analogy, but I was going to say, there's even supernatural beings in that. There's a little angel that comes down when Bill Paxton's fixing the car. Yeah. But it's like, to me, hereditary is to horror what, like, Todd Haynes is safe is to science fiction. If we're going to get techni- technically, it is what it is. But, there, but there's definitely more, you know. I just think the deeper thing is a lot of, like, movie snobs, not you or I, have a problem with just liking a, a straight-out horror movie, so they have to, like come up with these weird titles and weird things like it's it, it's a horror movie but just oh oh it's loaded people... it's loaded to say that though oh well i don't because when you say it's a horror movie then people think oh freddy krueger and bah, you know i i i, I do I, I definitely stand by that unfortunately the majority of people i do horror has like a weird stigma to it in, in oh terms well of i'm people. i'm just saying like i thought i was gonna get a lot of jump scares and I was like literally afraid that I was going to scream and have you change your opinion about me. No, there were a couple. Of, there were there, there were some, some jumps. jumps. Yes, there there were some jumps. Yeah, uh, the crowd the crowd made enough noise that it wasn't that scary. There yeah. were like some unnecessary naked people. Yeah, but that was like that's one of the creepiest parts. Yeah, because they're just just in the darkness. Which, but it was also, oh man, there's definitely some side by sides of Dark Song if you go in there. I've already got that's that's what I hate. That's the one thing I hate about brand new movies. It's very difficult to track down the stuff that I want. But yeah, I've got a million things working in my head. I um, shit, what was I gonna say? Damn, I lost my train of thought. Um, it was something about the naked bodies. The naked, uh, eh, it'll come to me. But when I th- if it, if I'm gonna call it a horror, I'm gonna call it a grief horror. Of course. Oh well, it's one thousand percent a grief horror. So so if we go to the to the to the building up oeuvre of grief horror films, some are there's still things that different films use. Like even even though I got some vibes of Personal Shopper. Oh, absolutely! Another grief. <laughs> I know that's horror. That's that- a grief horror movie. That is a grief horror film. Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, but sure, yes. Sure. Because there's spectrums. Yeah. It's like the least scary grief horror movie ever made, but it's still grief horror. Is it the is it the least scary? It's of of a of a grief horror movie, absolutely. Because there's nothing. There's that one little quick moment towards the end where he makes the glass I was that, float that, and that, movie, that movie gave me some some real scares. <clears throat> really? Oh. Well, I'm cool. emotional. Yeah. I'm having. I'm fighting off a panic attack as we speak. Wow. I'm using skills that I learned in therapy mm-hmm. to work on my suds. Well, that's important. Do you know what that's suds good. are? No. Subjective units of, of distress. Oh, okay. So the film put me at like a 50 out of 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm using techniques that you don't even see me do sure. to help myself get down. That's good. Like box breathing and imagination and other sort of things. Mm-hmm. Some, some of my... Some of the people that are in my modality of therapy will know what I'm talking about. But 
box breathing is when you breathe for a certain amount of time, hold your breath for a certain amount of time, breathe out for a certain amount of time, and then re- and then repeat. Uh-huh. And then by regulating that, that'll help you get out of certain emotional parts. And it helps me, you know, when I'm dealing with with regular level difficulty. Sure. But I'm telling you, man, that one scene that's... The scenes of, of, of sadness really fucked me up, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I was cleaning out my closet yesterday. Uh-huh. And, um... Because I just was like, need to get rid of some stuff. And I was like, finding like old things of people who have passed on. And I just like started crying. Because it's like... Because yeah. it's like, at a certain point, do you do I need my father's cooking coat that doesn't fit me anymore yeah i decided that i did Mm -hmm. but i didn't need like i didn't need the sweaters that have been bitten up by moths no and i didn't need cassettes i didn't need cassettes i didn't need cds that had been given to me by other people Mm -hmm. but i i find nostalgia to be a very dangerous drug yeah that can really it's one of it's it for me it's a much more profound emotional visceral it's like a mosquito bite it feels so good to scratch but it also can really hurt too yeah speaking of nostalgia our buddy M. Tume was talking about nostalgia the other day uh-huh. and he wasn't feeling he thought her hereditary was just okay yeah and friend of the show Shaka King director thought it was it was a classic wow that yeah. quick yeah he said it's a classic wow I, he, call, yeah. he called me I'm in the middle. I'm like, I'm I'm part M two may part Shaka. Well, wait. I mean, no. That's, that's, if he's talking about classic, no. In the sense that, yeah, I enjoyed it, but then there's also some like, yeah, to it. So like I'm in, me, the, I'm in the middle of eh, and no, oh, it was really good. I'm in the middle. Yeah, because I don't think you're like, if if someone took Shaka and M two may and put them in a lab, I don't think the product would be you. No. We can't produce humans. No. We're people. It's We're true. not robots. This is true. Not yet. I'm really scared. Some stuff is like getting a little too. You see those videos of robots doing backflips through obstacle courses? Now they got guns on them. And it's like, all right, keep playing. That's, like, that's, act- all I that's keep actually not the stuff that really scares me. <laughs> the sex bots scare me a lot. Yeah. Yes. Because because they can capture your DNA. Yes. And and now there are people that are afraid of therapy. That do like AI therapy. Whoa! So you're teaching you're teaching the cloud how to talk. Wow! About that's... people's problems. Wow! So that yeah. stuff is more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think the robots are gonna enslave us with backflips. I think the world will go out in a whimper, not a bang. Huh. To quote a famous person. Yeah. I think that's. I'm not gonna say because because <laughs> if I get it wrong, I don't I don't want to. It's said by someone famous. Speaking of, you said mosquitoes earlier. This is random. Did I, ever, did I tell you about the whole mosquito bite thing? No. I don't get bit by mosquitoes anymore. Your blood's too sweet. No, it's the opposite. Oh. No. The diabetic blood no. is making... No, no, no. It's not even about that. It's the kidney... It's... So, I found... So, I re- Years ago, my dad goes, Hey, when's the last time you got bit by a mosquito? And I was like, Oh. Oh. Not in a very long time. And then I asked my kidney doctor, it turns out, you know, there's exceptions because people take different medications, but anti-rejection medicine, mosquitoes can sense it in you before they suck in it. So they'll fly on you, sense it, and like, oh, I don't want this shit, and then they'll fly off. 
because of was, like all the anti-rejection meds I have in me. So I feel like an X-Man. Well, actually, and that's that, my superpower. That, that, I don't get my mosquitoes. That story reminded me of that scene in Unbreakable, uh-huh. where where him and his son are trying to realize, oh, you actually never got hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except with mosquito bites. Yes. So if we go into, um, if I'm an X-Man. When we go into like a highly populated mosquito area, my job would be to like stand in front and swat the mosquitoes away. Yeah. And then just stand in the X-Men could do all the fun shit. I'm saying if malaria it really ever like comes through. Yeah. Or like whatever. Is malaria mosquitoes? I know mosquitoes I are kind of like. Well, Zika. Zika. But I'm not a woman, so I guess that. Oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. We can't get pregnant. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um. So, so explain to me. Why you're yeah? I do. This this is gonna sound super like ironic coming from me, okay. but I do feel like, to some degree, when it, when it's not outright like the constant like borrowing from a bunch of movies and constant movie references to the point where it's not like I'm not trying to be negative. It to me it's the equivalent of that debate of like, hey, if you're a rapper but you have someone write for you. You're fine. You have talent. You can execute stuff, but you're just out of the running for like to be one of the greatest, which is how I feel and how a lot of people feel. Not everyone. I can't speak for everyone, but it's that kind of thing where it's like, what and, and, and you, I what, hesitate to say this because it's may like I, I don't inter- want to be. May yeah, I yeah, interject? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you so you mean if someone writes like a line or writes songs, songs, or like or like verses. Okay. Well. Every great rapper I know, if they've written a, a verse w- amongst their friends, that's not. I'm talking they, about like they, a person they, you go to all right, the time. Right, right. You're out of the running for greatest writer if you have someone write the majority of your stuff. I guess. Yeah. I mean, Richard Pryor was the greatest comic of his time. Well, I have different criteria for different, like from songwriting to comedian to. I think comedian all that stuff. I think it's comedy different. It's different. I don't. I th- I believe comedy and rap to be like the same thing but in a different art form. Yeah. It's supposed to be like very personal and it's very much performance and it's very it does it's not just about the material. Cuz there there are better writers than my favorite rappers. Yeah. And then are and there are better voices than my favorite rappers, but my favorite rappers and my favorite comedians are able to have an X factor of like this certain je ne sais quoi of voice and rhythm and cadence and power and personality that all works. <clears throat> sure. Just how, like, in battle rap, there's people who have great pens, but they're performing. Like, yeah. Q- I know you don't like the QPs. I don't. But I think, I think both QPs have fantastic pens. But what makes the, what makes, uh, uh, the second QP better as a performer is he can perform. Yeah. Where, the, where the original QP, quantum physics... His performance is so non-rhythmic that it takes away from the power of his words. So, right. so I, to not well, yeah, but no, I'm I'm babbling. So well, no, to not lose focus into what we're talking about, it's battle rap stuff. I just feel like I guess if you wanna, I'm talk, saying it. I'm saying well, I'm saying battle rap and rap and yeah, comedy. Yeah. To go back to what yeah, we're yeah, saying, yeah. I guess if 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 I want to just be snobbish, more than like two thirds of this movie is. Haven't I seen this before? And I know that sounds snobbish and pretentious, but I guess it is what it is. For to everyone, oh, it's a classic. Or 
like nothing you've ever seen before. All of these taglines, and I'm not even saying that the movie itself or the people responsible for the movie put these out there in the open, although at the same time they kind of did if you want to advertise it. I just think two-thirds of this movie has been done before. Not to say that it still can't be good, because how many basic like love stories that are all about the, the, the same format are still classic. I just think in this case... It's just kind of like, it's, I've seen this before, but it, it, it's in what you do with it, and what they did with it was, was cool. I think the movie, and that's another thing too, I think this movie was more cool than anything else, from like the ambiance to the little tricks, which you have to have in oh, a horror Oh, I didn't think movie. it was cool, it's, I just, I mean, I think I, to be fair, you've seen way more horror movies than I, so, yeah, I mean, that's a fact. That's true, but to give you it, not a lot, you would be, you'd be surprised, I'm not a big horror movie guy. I'm not saying you are, but you've, I... You, you, I believe that you go to more horror movies than I do. Yeah, probably. You and I, we're, we're not a horror film podcast. No. But we're a podcast that, we're a film podcast, and we'll review any film. Sure. And we both really wanted to review this because you wanted to see how much I was going to laugh during the movie, which which was not as, which was a lot at the beginning. You I did la- more you, of the laughing. You did so much laughing. I did. I was looking at you, and that would make you laugh more. Yeah. But we were in one of those theaters with those comfortable seats. I love yeah. those, man. Yeah. But the character Charlie, she's just like standing, looking at a dead bird eating a Hershey bar. I don't know why that's that funny. That shit's to me. funny. Because she's just like this like deadpan face, just looking at it like it's nothing. Which reminded me of a scene from Dogtooth, actually. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like one of those things, like, it's at the end of the day, it's fine. I just think. Um, when I talk about cool, like, again, it goes back to, like, it felt like... Love. It felt like Charles Kaufman, Michelle Gondry, Spike Jones. like, I'm going to get dark. Like, the, 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 there's there's some quirkiness to the movie, and I'm, I'm not big on quirk, which is ironic, because I am, for the most part, a Todd Solon's fan, and even a Hal Hartley fan, and they can You're be quite quirky. You're a huge quirky, quirk, dude. No, you, I, I'm actually not, believe it or not. And you if you like want to say a huge quirky quirk, films. Dude, such as... Like a lot of films curious. that you like are have quirk to them. What do, what what is quirk? Like I'm like th- this is a sweeping thing, but like just about any movie to come out of Sundance from the late '90s to now, where like the color palette of every movie is like pink, yellow, orange, red. It's plucky, like music, like oh, dark see, comedy, like right. like the typical American Sundance movie, like dark comedy, like so edgy. So I think I think you and I are using the word quirky differently. Probably, probably yeah. You're yeah. using quirky sort of how indie, like sort of to talk about a type of indie film. Yeah. Where I think of quirky as a, as a film that just chooses to be idiosyncratic over necessarily being what other people want it to be. Okay. And, that, and that's a lot of films that we like. Mm-hmm. We like a lot of idiosyncratic films. And yeah. that, so I think of that as quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Hal Hartley. Like, yeah, just... They were like the originators of said style, right, but though. You, you, like, you like My Own Private Idaho. See, that's weird. I wouldn't even call... I mean, obviously, there's like a couple would, of... Mo- but but like a sweeping film, thing, I, I, would I would call never that call film it. quirky. Oh, wow. I that's think a, that's I, interesting. I think we, I just, I, I don't think so because I don't. I just think we think of the word in different ways. That's what. I, that's what. No, that's all I was saying. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. Um, I'm sorry. It's I'm, fine. That movie. It's, that movie upset fine. me, and I'm a little yeah. upset. So if I'm a little yeah. extra, it's not. It's not yeah. towards you. Yeah. It's that. 
I think maybe I wasn't prepared for such for for the traumatic parts of it. Yeah, I also think there's a big thing about and going back to. I, I think two people so badly One There's this thing where Like A24 Can kind of do no wrong Like anything that A24 touches Is just You're supposed to love it But they put out every movie <laughs> Yeah true And some are great But I also just think People This isn't every From I can only speak on Certain lanes of literature Or like Like in music Pause. Or movie Jeanette huh. Jeanette was quirky What? Jeanette, Jeanette? Young Young Jean of Arc that's true. That's not quirky? No, it is. That movie was lovely. No, it is. It is. But in a le- it's like, I just think going in, you expect, it's like an, it's unexpected quirky. I had no idea what the movie was It's unexpected You just were like, check it out. But um, anyway, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I think people just in so many sweeping, so many forms of art want something to be classic, badly, that they just will, anything that like slightly different Oh, it's like un- not unlike anything. It's it, it's a classic. It's great. It's this, and not to take shots at our friend Shaka, because it's not who I'm talking about. I just think no, I, I think not. some movies need to ju- like just let some movies be, dissect them, like digest them. Like at, once we're done recording, I'm still gonna be thinking about this movie. Um, but I, I I do too. I just for, like we were, anyone listening to this knows about the hype that came with Hereditary, My- and I sometimes think hype can worry can. can be detrimental to a movie but then you also need it because bottom line you need people to go see your movie yes. so it's kind of that weird thing might might I make a, a transition yeah of course so what I yeah because people there's all this like things need to be classic or permanent or whatever yeah but what I really like say what you will of, of the last three good music offerings right good music's been putting out a record every yeah, Friday yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's two more coming out the first, they're all seven songs. The first was uh, Pusha T, Daytona. Yeah. The second was Kanye, Yay, which got you banned by Armin White. And the third... No, it got Armin White banned. Because if there's someone's opinion, we definitely want Armin White's opinion about hip-hop. Go ahead. I don't. Cut it. You know me. I, yeah, I, I, like, I like Armin yeah. White. I don't want his opinion about rap music right now. I don't want his opinion about anything. Go ahead. And and the third one uh, was... Pneumonia. Was uh, Kid C Ghost. Which is uh, Kid Cudi and Kanye West. Yeah, which is fine. Which I, is- I've been listen- I listened to it yesterday while I did some work from home, and I listened to it today on the Long Island Railroad. And my point is, what I like about these is that pe- people are rushing to call these albums classic, yeah, but are. I think they're anti-classics. I think, what do you mean in my it? opinion, they're just like really like quick, messy things made to fill in timestamps. The Kid C Ghost record is super messy, Yay is Kanye West's messiest record. Being nice. It's also his worst. I even like 808 it's... and Heartbreaks over this. And then what pissed me off about Yay, there's also the song I thought about killing you. The last minute and 40 seconds, it's so good that it's like, why couldn't you just tap into that and make seven songs like based around that? But Because he's making things quick. I really like he's it's his own it's his own like dog me in a way. Yeah. I'm not going to go deep into that. Yeah. Because I... I also don't want to give him too much credit. I'm not giving him credit. That, I, in know. fact, I'm giving opposite credit. Uh-huh. People are calling these things classic, and I'm like, no. Sure. They're just like collage art things that I think are okay, except for the Kid C Ghost record, which is one of them, which is right now 
one of my favorite records. So you like that more than the Pusha T album? Yes. Oh, okay. I think Pusha T's a great rapper. Yeah, his, he is. His, I, I like songs of Pusha T's. Mm-hmm. He hasn't made a record to me that that I love. He makes songs Dang. that I love, and 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 the clips made two records I loved. Yeah. What was that album that Pusha T came out with, like 2016, towards it that no one really talks about? It was like the prequel. Is like Beanie Siegel was on it. It was great. But, like, no one talks about that album. Am I wrong? Do people not, really not? Yeah. But that, also, that's, unfortunately, that's no one talks about Beanie Siegel because of that. They his, don't. They, his first two albums. People know. Yeah, if his, you know, his, you know. His third, who, his third album and his fifth album are really excellent, too. Uh, and I think, like, like, I think he's one of the best street rappers of all time. Of course. I don't know anyone who would disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, whose, I think whose opinion matters. Right. I think I'm going to get off Twitter for a while anyway because I just feel like disconnected and I just feel I don't ever want to make decisions based off of other people's ideas of what things are supposed to be. I think think pieces have fucked me up. Yeah. Great transition because I was going to go this is also a movie, this is at no fault of the movie itself. This is definitely a movie that's going to bring about think pieces that will make me roll my eyes. Unless you're a really good writer. Unless you're someone like you know who's writing I like. I mean this this episode is a think piece on Hereditary. But it's a good one, though. It's I, unlike what I was talking about. No, not, I'm just not saying... Not to be arrogant. I, I don't... I, I I think I like... It, 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 I'd like to... I like think pieces when the the premise is interesting and the writing is good. Yeah. The thing is... The thing about many think pieces is that they, they create the premise... They create the outcome before they think about it. That... Yeah, and they also... I also think if you are relatively smart and a good writer, you can form just about any kind of like somewhat subjective, artsy, open-ended movie to fit any narrative you want. You can make anything, anything. And that's also kind of a problem too. And I'm sure in my nine years of doing Pinland Empire, I'm sure I'm guilty of that on some level, but not as much as a lot of other people people are. But the thing is like, oftentimes when you find your you catch yourself though what I like about your writing is you'll be like oh I, I can see how I'm coming off like this right now but sure. you see it and you know I don't I don't mind think pieces and I I enjoy I enjoy opinions that are different because I want to make sure that I'm not a clone that I'm not a robot yeah. that I can just enjoy what I like you know, I was talking to I was talking to um, Carlo the other day. What up, Carlo? We have to have you on soon. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm not a contrarian on purpose. I'm not like a hot take Charlie. Like I don't. I hope. I wonder sometimes if people think I'm just saying I like Batman. Dark Knight Rises is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie of Batman. To like rub like that. I don't actually believe that or that. I don't have good taste. And second to that, I say, I don't know. Who am I to say that I have good or bad taste? I have honest taste. But honest is good, so you have good taste. I guess. I don't know. I sometimes think people don't respect my film taste. But I think we have a great podcast. Yeah. Because because I'm just going to give my honest take. Okay. And and the destruction of Gotham and, and trying... To, to make a Hollywood version of, of like, the Occupy Wall Street versus like Tea Party in Batman Returns, not Bat Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. 
just did it for me. And I know there's a lot of problems with the movie, so I won't call it a masterpiece. I won't call it brilliant. I just love it. The two things I will say about uh, Dark Knight Rises. One, I've said it enough times. I love the Bane character, performance, everything. Yeah. I also like... This, again, this is me forcing a narrative that probably isn't there. But by the time Dark Knight Rises came out, the biggest, like, like contractor, whatever the word is, side was, oh, the Batman movies, they used to be cool, now they're all dark and brooding. Like, everyone said that. And I love the fact that the final moments of Dark Knight Rises, whether Christopher Nolan meant to do this or not, I don't know, is legitimately seems to me a reference to that Adam West Batman movie where he's he has the bomb that's going to destroy and he's running, you know, yeah. and he throws the bomb in into the water just like Batman in Dark Knight Rises takes his atomic bomb and flies it in into the water. I I almost feel like that like you had to know what you're doing, but then at the same time something about guys like Christopher Nolan, Aronofsky, Fincher, it's like but I don't think you knew what you were doing. Like not not not, not that you not that those guys aren't talented at what they do to some degree. I'm, I'm torn. I'm like, did you know what you were doing? See, but, I don't you know. know. You know, but that's what's the, that's the fun thing. We're so blessed and so lucky that we can have these discussions. This is true. Because just like how I'm, I I still believe spoilers, first reform, that Ethan Hawke drank that Drano, and and spoilers for uh, Breaking Bad. I believe that he died in in the second to last episode. In the first episode, the last episode is just a fever dream as he's dying of frost however I don't want to think that because then Jesse's making meth with a leash yeah around his nah yeah. I'm not, I don't yeah, want to I don't believe, nah, I didn't, I don't believe no, that no but you don't have to that's the thing you you, as you said you can take I know but I just don't even want that I, you, now you I don't can, want to think about I'm it I'm sorry yeah. you can take what's on the page and take it as is or you can make your own fun interpretations yeah but that's the nice thing um Hereditary is going to be one of those movies where, yeah, like I feel there will be like blinking you and you missed it. Nine things you missed from Hereditary. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And and that's not their their fault. I don't like this culture that everything's a miss and everything's a clickbait and everything is like either the worst thing or the best thing. Can't we just have like things that are good? Yeah, that's I, I that I definitely agree. I am a big fan of movies that are just good. Even dare I say fine. Like it's okay from like I just think just like going to what you say, movies either completely suck or there's classics. Like what about movies like it was good. What's wrong with there's Lethal Weapon? Wrong what's wrong with, with the Lethal Weapon 4s of the world? Oh. Well, damn. Out of the, I tripped out of the gate on that one. I didn't really like that movie, but I get what you're saying. It was the first I will thing say I, think of. I will say this is crazy. I was thinking this yesterday. I barely remember Lethal Weapon 3. Like, well, barely. Well, I, I purposefully said Lethal Weapon 4 because I really dislike Lethal Weapon 3. It's the Thor 2 of the Lethal Weapon movies. Well, Iron Man 3 is the best Lethal Weapon movie. That's fine. Shout out to Shane Black. Yeah, I, I, you know. But Looking we, forward to this Predators movie. New yeah. Predator movie. I don't care. Why would do people? Of course, it's a new, it's a reboot of a classic franchise. Of it's course, not a people reboot, hate it. Is it? I thought it's. A it's still Predator. It's still Shane Black. It's still connected to the world that is Predator. So people are gonna have to be. Like, it's Ugh. not. A, it's not a reboot. I thought it's part I'm of j- whatever it is. If it's, it's just a new Predator movie. Period. People are just gonna be like, mm. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just that's like, how half people's tweets. Yeah, but read to me. Y- y- y'all, y'all, y'all stood by two. Alien versus Predator movies. Yeah, y'all specifically as in 
you guys, not me, but go ahead. So y'all are going to get mad about Shane Black when there were two Alien vs. Predator movies that were not super good, and then Prometheus and Alien Covenant, which I believe did away with the continuity of the AVP movies. I don't know. At least, like, you know, me and, me and Martin Bessler, also known as Martin Kessler, mm-hmm. um, are just... And a bunch of my friends, it turns out, are really happy that Predator 2, people are people love it now. Yeah. Or people are giving it a chance. They're not just assuming it sucks because someone told them it sucked. Yeah. If someone tells you something sucks, you know, you don't have to accept it. This is true. If I tell you a movie sucked, you don't have to think, like, dude, well, Scott says it sucks. So, therefore, it sucks? Yeah. No. Like, yeah. you know I love Speed Racer. When, when there was talk on Twitter about them making a Speed Racer 2 like a couple weeks ago I got mad excited oh I totally missed that I didn't know that oh I didn't know that was a thing it's not I don't think it's gonna be a thing I, I don't I just I don't, meant the talk period I didn't see any of that I, I don't, don't see the I don't see the Wachowskis returning to Hollywood I don't think Hollywood wants to take the chances and I think they're starting to realize that there are other mediums that are willing to let them tell their very out there stories in different ways they're very good idea people and yeah we're recording outside so we're gonna wait for the car to pass anyways what are we talking about uh the alien movies people's just kind of like if a movie sucks, doesn't mean if someone says a movie sucks, uh, you don't have to just accept it. So Wachowskis, like, yeah. the Wachowskis had this show Sense Eight, which they're about that to. That was do. them. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I watched the first two episodes. I don't expect you to like it. You don't like the Wachowskis. Well, the thing is, what annoyed me, see, just like I said, I didn't know that was them. Everyone, ca- so among my friends, the the to get me to watch anything, anything that's slightly weird, any good friend of my. 90% of my friends are like it's totally like David Lynch they always tell me that to get me to see something but it's nothing and I'm always like, like this nothing, is not it's well because like weird David equals David Lynch equals weird to just about anyone but Sensei was definitely one. De- but it, it like the sweep it, like all the Netflix shows like Sensei the OA I can't like all these you random like ass the things OA, I did but to get me to see it, people were just like, it's totally David Lynch. When you, and when you think of the OA, like, what the fuck? What? No. If anything, it's more Shane Carruth upstream color. At least the first half of it is. No, it, as you said, it's upstream color meets Stranger Things. Yes. And I've been yes. told by a couple yes. people that that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. What's Neil Carruth up to? Uh, well, a while ago, he's, kinda, he's buddies with Ryan Johnson. Like, two years ago, Ryan Johnson tweeted that, oh, Shane Carruth just wrote uh, an amazing script. I hope it gets made. Um, he made a he made a short film not too long ago with his partner Amy Smites. He showed up on season one of the Girlfriend Experience. He's just kind of you know he's I think um, he's you know he's the kind of guy if you look at the credits of his two movies he likes to star in them, write them, direct them, score them, and I think it's the kind of thing where you bring it when you bring an idea that belongs to Shane Ruth to other people he gets very protective. Because he wants to do everything, and I respect that. So it makes it difficult to get s- 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 uh, something made. I mean, look, right. there was almost a decade between, between the Primer two. and up- Upstream Color. But Upstream so. Color was a larger darling. It than, was. Than it was. Yeah. And it was much easier <laughs> to watch. Yeah, sure. I don't need. To, I didn't need to watch to it. To do homework nine times. Yeah, Cliff and, Notes. Yeah, 
um, which is fine. I, yeah. I want all types of movies. Uh, um, but uh, two things. So, yeah, so Sense8 is about to finish. Uh, it got canceled because it cost too much money to make. Mm. But it was my favorite. It's one of my favorite shows for a long time. I also really like the show Continuum that 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 was about time travel. I like I like I like what you I like quirky sci-fi shit. Mm. But the Wachowskis are doing like a series finale that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And I just, yeah, aside from Matrix two and three, I love everything that the Wachowskis have done. Mm. Oh well, they didn't really do. The, the movie with the Guy Hawks mask but I know that they're connected to it yeah what's the name of that movie again v, v for Vendetta yeah that movie that movie really really uh, got wrong everything the comic book and anarchy is about oh. and two I, I, I don't want to sound like a soy baby and we're going back to hereditary I sort of want to I sort of want to know if a film's going to have graphic depictions of violence against children because hmm. like there, when you know when you find out that Charlie's dead, they show her decapitated face. Yeah, they do. And I'm gonna be like fucked up about that for a while. Yeah. And if you've lost a child, I mean, if you lost a child, you're probably not going to see that movie. But but how would you even know? Like from any type of marketing, how would you know? Also, right? You that I would thought suck. the movie was like gonna be like like Carrie, but with Charlie. Yes. Char- so I, I thought Charlie yeah. was good. You know, I'm sorry. If I knew all the the stuff around this movie, I would not think that she was gonna die. That's true. And and like the chocolate bar was like Charlie bit me. <laughs> Why'd you do that? That hurt. Yeah. But like I wasn't. I really that I really wasn't expecting that. They also didn't really explain how they found out about the car crash or whatever. But about. Yeah, they did. The ki- like they make it seem like the kid just drove home and went to sleep. Yeah, and then the next morning, it's. I think it's all implied. Like the next morning, he just comes home, doesn't say anything because he's freaked out. The next morning, Tony Collette's like, "I'm gonna take the car." Oh shit! And it gets discovered. Like that. That. That's what happens. But the head wouldn't be in the car. The head wasn't in the car. The head was on the side of the road. That was a flat. Not a flashback, but like a jump to like the scene of the crime. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't in the car. I didn't realize that it was a decapitation. I just, I didn't too until whatever. No, no, the the head was on the side of the road where the accident happened with yeah. the deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And that, I really that, didn't awesome. like it because even like a film like Dark Song, which I love, which which spoilers involve a child's death, you don't see the child dying. Yeah. And I know there have been movies that have come out with children getting murdered. There are a couple Game of Thrones episodes and a Walking Dead episode and that new movie by the Danish director. I don't like that shit. Mm. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Call me old-fashioned. I I don't really like violence against anyone in films, but children especially bothers me. Yeah. I hear you. I'm not not disagreeing. Who directed Hereditary? Oh, damn. I don't know. Have they done... Oh, I know. No, no. But it's a directorial debut. It's a feature debut. It's a feature debut. Yeah. Okay. So what, you know, I don't know. Like a, like a, see this is weird because a 7.5 out of 10 in movie terms is good, but in like rating, that's a C. And this movie isn't a C. It's a B minus. I think it's a B plus. Okay. That's, you know, 
It, and when I say B minus, like it, like it's an eighty out of ten, so it's like a it's like a hard B minus, like almost a C plus, but a B minus. Yeah, I mean it was good. I you know will it? I don't know if it'll land on my top ten list. You we know, should do that. I think two episodes in, we should do a mid season. I got a top seven already. I I don't. Which is I, I surprising. Have, I have a me. top three. Uh-huh. Which is. Uh, Zama, you were never really here, and another one, I forgot. Personal problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was gonna ask. Well, a few episodes now, because I was gonna ask if that counts as a 2018 movie. Oh, well, then I have I've a, decided that it counts. Then I have a top eight. It's on my list. Okay, I have a top eight then. Yeah, and there's but, some uh, other stuff. I have a list. My my memory. Oh, Claire's camera. Claire's yeah, camera's Claire's camera there. is still just a movie. I just. Yeah. Really love, yeah. and uh, you know I want, I want more murder films like Claire's Camera. Claire's I, Claire's Camera isn't a murder film, yeah, but, but I like with that sort of style. I oh, I want a little right. more subdued. There was some wild shit, man. That movie was fucked up. I'm gonna have yeah. bad dreams tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna go right. home and drink some chamomile tea, and uh, with some hot milk. I'm going to go uh, have a Hershey bar with no nuts. <laughs>